I can never tell when this thing actually starts. Starting recording, it says. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, there, there we go. go. <laughs> okay. It was Great really intro. fun this week to learn that I'm like actively prescribed and need to take one of the pills John Mulaney was addicted to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what? Oh, man, can I tell you that special? I love that special. It was a good special. And I also think Robbie and I have a theory that he is. I think what's what I love about the special is like he's clearly mad about being sober. Mm-hmm. Like every time he like thanks the people who intervened, it's very like the asterisk is like I'm classy John Mulaney, so I have to. But you can tell he's really mad. He he's having what I like about him is like he's having such a classic throwback career that it almost feels like no, it was it, written it in stone. Like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> no really like well but like it just it just it's like he came on the scene like young comedy wonderkin had a very class he's doing radio city musical he's kind of like he's just like the consummate performer and we all know that like in the story of the classic comedian whether mm-hmm. it's lenny bruce or fucking richard pryor any of them it's like you have to have the you've got to have the dark you gotta have the and you've gotta have the comeback you've gotta have live on the sunset strip you've got because now we're getting like because I, I watched that special and then i went back to watch um the one he did before that at radio city and i almost like uh kid gorgeous and yeah. I, I was like i was like oh this is really not good because it's no. so it's so artificial compared to he's so obviously on cocaine too yes he's so coked up um but yeah. I'd be pissed too if someone took Michael on a pen. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Actually, I wouldn't be mad. I just wouldn't sleep and would be a manic maniac again. Which right. is, this is my other new thing. I think that my doctor should put me back on Prozac because I was so powerful then. I still think you should just start sending me whichever medications you decide aren't working. Just ship them to me. Okay. So Robbie's on uh, Robbie Goodwin. He's on uh, he's on. Well, I've never been medicated. I probably should, but I we just we are not going to look into that. Um, but he's just got. I don't know if he wants me to say this. Anyway, he just got put on. A, <laughs> well, no, it's not like that many people are going to hear this. I've stated his name. I'm going to read his medical history. Um, All right. Uh, can you make it redacted? Redacted. Got put on redacted, and he he like the first day that he was on it. It's a it's a very well known. Antidepressant. He was like, he was like, wow. He's like, this feels great. And when you drink on it, it feels like you're on Molly. And I was like, I was like, huh. I was like, I guess maybe I should get on that. That it's is. It's like the so new way sad. I've been explaining mania to people. I'm like, it's like double cocaine, and that seems to stick with people. People understand that. Yeah, cocaine has never had much of an effect on me at all. It, I think it's boring because it's like half mania. <laughs> Adderall definitely like I feel Adderall but cocaine is just like ugh. I'm a yeah I love I love my Adderall I'm so thrilled that it got prescribed to me um <laughs> you are also on one of the pills John Mulaney was addicted to together we have two this is yeah, big it's great I uh, them all. outside of that the only other like time I've had like prescribed pills that I enjoyed when I got my wisdom teeth taken out I might have mentioned this before mm. they gave me 30 Vicodin for my wisdom teeth being taken out Ooh, uh, and you liked that. It was at that point that I was like, oh, right. I'm in rural Appalachia. This is what uh, this is what caused the opiate epidemic. I was I was going to say you're in black and white on soft white underbelly. And you're like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. So I, I didn't take any of them because I was like, well, now I have 30 little treats for my future. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning and my mother, who had been driving me, had thrown out the pills 
and uh, my I I was like, how could you do this? And then the moment that I said those words, I was like, oh, she was objectively correct to do that. But for sure, the problem that I have with drugs, and I I'm I'm so autistic about it. Mm. I normally don't talk about some of the free episodes. This is a very bad idea, but it's fine. Um, we we might make this the Patreon episode now that. You know, we've might. discussed various people's histories with oh, medications. No, it, I, I, um, I don't I don't think I don't think he would care. I don't think okay, cool. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh God. Oh, it's gone. What's the problem you have oh, with medication? So I get excited about it and I'm like, ooh, these are treats for later. But then I am like, I need to save this for something really good. And then I just never take them. So that's how I'm clean. No, I definitely get that. It is weird. Some people, like, it's crazy the stuff that you can't get. Like, I know for, like, you guys follow, like, Whitney Cummings at all. She has, like, a ketamine prescription, which she, like, which it sounds like. Or not a lot of people. I know more than one person. Well, she's, like, her thing, like, she's literally, like, not even using it medically. She's, like, yeah, I like to do, she's, like, I like to do bumps of ketamine and then, like, masturbate at home. And I'm just, like, so, like, what did you tell the doctor? (laughs) That, like, how did you get that? But it also, it seems that ketamine is getting much easier to get a hold of because on Instagram, I keep getting ads for ketamine therapy where it's yes, like, we'll you mail can... you ketamine. So, well, yeah, I, well, where are the ones where they mail it to you? Because for a while there were ones like I think like one was called like Mind Bloom. There's another one was called mm-hmm. Peak and they would they would mail it to you and they're just like, yeah, just tell now those online ketamine places. It's like you have to be like under observation, mm. which is like I couldn't think of a bigger buzzkill than like doing you know what I mean? It's like, like, there are all these, like, there are medical, yeah. I, like, I'll get, I'll get ads for medical studies that's just like, um, we're doing, we're, we're testing MDMA, and I'm like, I don't want to do MDMA with you don't doctors like around. You in hospital, Jay. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, in the uh, theoretical times that I've done ketamine in a prescribed context, I've never thought to myself, boy, this would be, the, the one thing that could make this better is a room full of people in lab coats staring at me. Who, that's who, what I really who, want. Who are, like, who, it's like, you're in a K-hole, and now somebody's coming over to take the blood out of your body. Yeah, which just nightmare scenario. It's not good. Yeah, no, so I don't understand. I mean, I actually, I had a friend who had never done um, psychedelics, and she actually did a a mushroom clinical trial at Johns Hopkins to, like, she was processing the death of a family member, and she described it. She was like, yeah, you're there with the doctors. They're checking on you constantly. If it gets to be too much, they, like, put a blindfold over you, and they, like, give you music to listen to, and then, like, they make you like write down. You have to like you've got to like keep a journal while you're on mushrooms. I'm like I cannot imagine anything worse than that. Like I just really don't want that. The last time I did mushrooms, I just like it was such a bad idea. I was in the house that was that was like imagine like a frat house but filled with gamers. Ooh. So I was I was over there to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> One of the guys was like Jillian do you want to do mushrooms? And I was like, absolutely. Like, say less. Because I'd done them before, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know, I've recorded, that, that's always... recorded an episode of this podcast on mushrooms. But... Oh, I remember the one. Mm-hmm. The vibes do you are know, weird. Do you know, what are the vibes between you? Because I will say, you know, that whenever a guy is like, hey, do you want to do psychedelics with me? That's a horny offer. Just No, this, I, normally I would say yes, but it was like one of my friend's fiancés, and she was also there. Mm, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I really hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, yeah, sure. But then I realized that their house is the least conducive place to do mushrooms on planet Earth. It's like concrete floors, bare walls, uh, one couch. Oh, oh my God, nowhere comfy. 
You're like, no yeah, ooh, you're like, ooh, let me just, so just let me let me have a cuddle puddle with this pile of cinder blocks. Literally. Um. So one guy convinced himself the shower was inside out. Um. And then one of my friends put on like those uh hay bear sensory videos. Not mm. sure if you're familiar. But it's like basically just no, a blueberry. No, that sounds very uh, autistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It's just a blueberry bouncing back and forth to like music. So when you're on mushrooms. Julian, it's like not helping incorrect. your case. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the annoying orange. Like, I don't, what is this? No, it makes What's it it's called? like I'm no sound. Hay bear sensory videos. All right. It's the perfect thing for when you're tripping. I, I don't believe that. I got stuck. Like, I don't know how much time passed when I was watching that video. Oh, this is for babies. Yes. Yeah, this is. Okay. Oh, it's these. Th- oh, no. Yeah. So that like was on. accidentally doing regression therapy. And here. I was like, I was like vibrating in the corner crying. <laughs> and no one knew what to do. Oh, God, it was bad. That's my only bad experience with mushrooms. So would do again. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're, I feel like with mushrooms versus, like, other, just because of, like, the, like, it's so much easier to manage the time. Like, no matter how many, how, no matter how much mushrooms you do, it's, like, you'll, you're going to be tripping for, like, six hours, and it's got a nice, like, it's intense for two of those hours, and then it's pretty manageable for the rest. And the come-up like, is lovely. Come-up is lovely, but, like, acid is, like, acid, it's, like, th- th- there have been times when, like, I've taken too much, like, you realize you took too much acid, you're, like, oh, no. And then you're like, and you're like, this is 10 hours of my life now that I'm like staring down the barrel of. That I've, I've never done acid. Like my, my drug experience. Well, you should. Discludes acid. Are you going to run your, an experiment on me because I'm bipolar and I want to try acid? Yeah. (laughs) I actually really think, especially if you're bipolar, you should not do that. That is how you end up like, that's how you end up in the loony bin. (laughs) I feel like uh, I've I've always said I can't do psychedelics because I have no family history of schizophrenia, but just with my luck, I feel like I'll take it. And they'll just be like, yeah, you're schizophrenic now. Sorry. As I've taken like well, the world's smallest dose of mushrooms. Uh, it you just activates. That's happening from like that. It, you know, they're making weed so strong now mm-hmm. that like people are literally like becoming schizophrenic from like everyday weed. Just, and it's yeah. like, why? Why does it need to be that strong? It doesn't yeah. need to be that strong. It doesn't. That is never – I've never thought that the appeal of weed was making it as intense as possible. You know, that's no, not the impression I got. From, yeah, and that, like, ima- the only re- – like, imagine if they did that with alcohol. They, they can't because it would kill you, but, like – Well, hang on. That sounds fine, actually. I'd be okay with that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I will be honest. I am the guy where it's like, you know, like when we go out to a bar, I'm the guy who gets, like, the 12% beer just so I can drink one and be good. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right actually. Look, the it for some for some things the journey is the destination. Alcohol is not one of them. My in my, my opinion. friend group yeah. uh, actually went through an Everclear phase. So <laughs> I I cannot speak to the truth of any of this. Oh my god. That rules. There was also a time where they were playing Edward for Loco hands at every event. <laughs> Knowing the to, you to guys, people in college is an interesting time. <laughs> you guys weren't even around for that beautiful window where the the four loco before they well, banned. That's why you put a shot no, of Everclear I, in it. No, yeah. I know. I've heard I've heard so many people speaking wistfully of those days though. Yeah. It's it was that, such like a small I get nostalgic already. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't experience it, but I'm like ah the good old days. It, I mean it's certainly it's like uh. 
I wish I had something to, to directly compare it to, but it, it like, because it does like people talk, it's such a shared experience. It's like, it's the way that people talk about, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, I guess like nostalgia for like anything. Just being a nineties kid. You're like, man, you had to be there. Yeah. You had to be there. You, oh, you got, oh, you, oh man, you guys, you missed the Atari Jaguar. That's honestly kind of what it feels like. It was around for about the same amount of time. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, one sec, looking it up. Atari Jaguar? The Atari, ja- it was t- the Atari Jaguar was technically the first 64-bit system to market, It was, but it was terrible. So it oh. would have been like a competitor with like the N64 or the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I've seen this before. <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. Damn. My I dad like collected uh, tech like this, so I have also seen this. I just did not know what it was. There's definitely a less autistic comparison to make, but that is just the first thing that jumped into my head. Well, on this podcast, we would never say or do anything autistic, so it'll be all right. (laughs) In time, we can... uh... Oh, whoops, hang on, sorry. Um, I've been scrolling back through the the, the little emojis that it lets you use on Skype. Great visual bits. Yeah, did not mean to click on that one. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're joined by comedian Nick Oldershaw. Uh, (laughs) That's so true. Nick, how are you? After, now that we've now that substance talk is out of the way. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go see a movie later with some of my friends. I'm looking forward to it. I'm saving I'm not seeing Bo is Afraid, I'm saving Bo is Afraid. Ooh, interesting. My roommates and I went to see it last weekend. Um and we were the only people in the theater who laughed <laughs> ever. Um uh, <laughs> which was I really, I, I don't know why it is that nobody else laughed because I thought it was very funny. It was a very I've funny. Heard it, I've heard it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, the first hour is like hilarious. After that, it becomes funny in a more like what you would expect from an Ari Aster film way, where it's like right. funny in a cosmic sense, but you're not really laughing. But the first hour is just hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, the theater was silent as the grave, and I was shrieking like a demon for the first oh, hour. No. That's how funny I thought it was. So you, so nobody liked you. Yeah, but when we were like, oh, oh, Matt's gone again. Matt has left us. Him. We lost Matt. We did. This it's is a good the thing you're recording. Matt Doug zone. This is that fucking. Is he still oh, in? He's back. Okay, he's back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> what were you saying? I am. St- What's up? Are you? Is he still in what? Oh, if I asked if he was still in like Appalachia. Oh no, yeah, he was never. Yeah. You were never like in Appalachia, right? I'm currently in the Shenandoah oh. Valley. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's that's why the internet sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh never been ideal. For some reason, it's just awful today. Usually, it's manageable, but I live near tech and comedy capital of the United States, Austin, Texas. Oh man, well, I hope you're enjoying that. Have you been to the comedy mothership? <laughs> no, I have not. You have to let them scan your face. I would rather not. Oh, you gotta do that. <sighs> I live, Austin, okay. someone's got to keep that place weird, I think. <laughs> you know, the, you know, it's crazy. I, I just saw that, like, because my my I've got relatives who live there and they're driving back into town. And I saw that on the welcome to Austin sign, they painted in beautiful quotes, the the land of Jake Flores. <laughs> <laughs> But um, what were we saying before we got sidetracked? From you were talking about you were talking about seeing. Uh, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if like everybody else in there was like just expecting like an Ari Aster horror movie, and that's why mm-hmm. no one was laughing, or if people just didn't find it funny. But I was just straight up like Cape Fear style, just roaring with laughter <laughs> while feet everybody up. else. <laughs> yeah, this... feet up, smoking a giant cigar. cigar. I'm very happy because yesterday uh, Sam Raimi purchased the rights to the book I'm currently reading. Oh, which nice! Is so sick. What's, What's the, book? the book? Yeah, it's called uh, How to Sell a Haunted House, I think. But oh, it's nice. basically like a puppet horror. Oh, oh, I love puppet Hell horror yes. movies. Mm-hmm. There's, have you ever seen Dolls? I, I'm I not so. sure. Dolls is if you if you like like creepy puppet doll horror. Dolls is it's amazing. It's only it's a short movie. It's like 77 minutes long. It's perfect. Um, oh yeah yeah I love this one. Dolls it took is me a do- second. Dolls is amazing. Highly recommend it. Yeah, so far the book's good. It's like. I like the author, and that's why I bought it, because Grady Hendrix, he wrote a book where it was, like, a horror book set in, in Ikea, and it was, like, it looked oh, like wow. the magazine, like the oh. Ikea magazine. Oh, that actually rules. Kinda it was like, so sick. That's oh, kind of like a House of Leaves kind of thing. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And so I have a signed copy of that one, which I'm I'm very happy about, but I just kind of have read all of his books since then because of it, because I'm... I'm more, I don't know why it's the autistic completionist. That's what mm-hmm. it is. No, no, I'm you're absolutely speed you're speedrunning books. I, I, uh, <laughs> 80%. I read the first I, uh, and last chapter. You start. In, my, <laughs> in my in one of my you English hold classes. A bowl I, uh, up to page seven and walk left. Earlier this semester I referenced House of Leaves just to see if there were any other like pretentious English students. Because I, I personally I did not like House of Leaves. I thought it was just a little gimmicky. But um, House, House of Leaves was just like a that was like part of like the 2010 like you, or 2009. It was just a piece of media like there were pieces of media when there was some semblance of the monoculture when I was in high school that everybody mm-hmm. consumed. You all you read House of Leaves. You listened to fucking Hospice by the Antlers. And, and almost none of those things have held up. They're all yeah. pretty terrible. That's, for us, I think that the only stuff that like everyone did, in middle school, it was like Fault in Our Stars. And then in high True. school, it Which was I like dodged. Filthy Frank and Idubs. Yeah, we, well, that I feel like that was less monoculture and more our culture. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, I knew, but like you could bring it up to people and they don't know what it was. You know? Yeah, yeah, those guys had yeah, far yeah. reach. Mm-hmm. It is also very funny now that there's like kids on TikTok who, like, once every like month, discover filthy Frank videos. I know. Yeah. And they're like, did you know what Joji used to say? And you're like, yeah, man. That's, yes. it, it is. It is funny how like it's weird. Our cultural memory seems to be getting like shorter and shorter. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like that. It's it's got like a half life of like a year or something. Where like yeah, people like people rediscover like rediscover things quote unquote all the time that are like less than a decade old. Yeah, no one knows who the nostalgia critic is anymore. Um, I know. Well, how lucky for them. Yeah. Some of us unfortunately are for our optics of this podcast, nobody knows who the nostalgia critic is anymore. Yeah, I was going to do who do really like him. <laughs> I mean, that's really like I wait. I did want to do this really quick. I, this is so stupid. But like we, to jump back to Bo is afraid really quick. Robbie yeah. and I have this thing that we keep doing. Oh, and no. then we'll dive into the nostalgia critic thing where we just keep we keep walking up to the, the imagine this up at the podium. We walk up. We go. We go. Bo is afraid. <laughs> Fleischman is in trouble. What the hell has happened to men? <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Like that so. Name is adjective is my new uh my new movie coming out. Um Bo is afraid, really. 
I was afraid. And you're laughing. Did you guys see the uh, the video that came out recently of Trump saying Lenin's name? He's like Lenin. Lenin. <laughs> I think he was doing like he was doing like a juice small yay for he was. I mean, Trump is just. <laughs> He's an artist, man. It's just. <laughs> I am literally in romantic love with Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, once again, I was talking uh, with a group of girls earlier today Matt. and caught myself saying the words separate the art from the artist while Matt. I was talking about Trump. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, we like it's incredible. It, it has been nice to watch him kind of like get back into the swing of things like, oh, I mean, honestly, it's like one of the one of the greatest slam dunks of all time. And it's so it's funny because he can go big and then there are subtle ways that he can just destroy somebody like calling him Rob DeSantis. Yes. He's ju- it's just been beautiful. It's been a thing one of beauty my, to watch. One of my friends was like, do you think he's going to go to jail? And I was like, fuck no. No, because they're Absolutely not even, not. Th- no. those aren't even actually felonies from what I understand. They're yeah. misdemeanor. It's predicated on them getting misdemeanors raised to felonies. And I also don't think, I mean, I don't know why they've done, they they've just wanna... given him more power, but like any, everything that they're trying to charge him on, it's federal jurisdiction. Like the New York DA has no jurisdiction. Yeah. It. It's just, stupid. it's just baffling. And I mean, that's the problem, right? It's like, did he do those things? Absolutely. But also, sure. is it, is it blatantly political? Also, yes. So unfortunately, everybody's correct when they're talking about the trial, which is to say you're like, yeah, he did that. He's never going to pay for it. And you've only yeah. fed the beast. Giving but, giving his campaign footage of him, like, although I guess he wasn't in handcuffs, was he? Yeah, but no, even, he wasn't. In, still, but even still, like like the 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 proverbial handcuffs, whatever. The, it's like it's like you, this, the, the amount of ammo you gave him is unreal. Yeah. The perp walk only works if you aren't someone like Donald Trump. Like, Did you see the video of him? I don't even know what the context was, but the video was him. He had, he's got a, a, like a large pizza. He's at like a, um, he's at some, it's not quite a rally, but he's, he's doing some public speaking event and he takes a big bite of the pizza. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, okay, he goes, he goes, who wants the piece that I had a bite of? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's just so cool. I, um, the one that I've been thinking about for a long time was I unfortunately this wasn't recorded, at least that I saw. I just heard it, saw someone like live tweeting a Trump rally, but apparently he asked like anybody here not love their kids. Like, <laughs> the lady in the audience raised her hand. He's like, Whoop, be careful about that. And then just kept going. Well, he's. Oh, my God. I mean, there is like a succession style storyline going up because he, he had that whole ad for the he wants to, uh, I think, repeal like the, the death tax for farmers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes that way. He goes that way. You can leave it to your kids. No questions asked. Unless, of course, you don't have a good relationship with them, which many people don't. So (laughs) it's entirely up to you. There are many good reasons why you wouldn't want to leave your kids anything. But if you do like your kids, they can get everything. And if you don't, you can kick them to the curb. He's (laughs) almost the best when he's trying to, like, stay in sensitivity. Yeah. Well, our master of rhetoric. Our buddy Sam had a good take on that where he's like he does an impression of it like th- that whole that whole PSA that he does. And then at the end, <laughs> the guy by the camera is like, uh, d- Mr. Trump, do you want to do you want to get that again? He's like, no. Why? He's like, actually, yes, I do. But I'm going to say everything exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's just like a total he's 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 the most unhinged man in and he and and there's an argument to be made that he might be like one of the most significant figures of all time yeah he's i mean he's just a master of his craft it's the same as how like you know orson wells would show up day of and read the script and be like i don't need anything else i'm ready to go like, that's, it's the exact same he's political he's, orson wells he's 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 kind of like the orson wells of uh 
I mean, it's hard. To, I don't even want to say like the realm of politics. I want to say like I don't know culture in general. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like he's tr- he's transcended whatever medium he should have been confined to. Yeah, he's escaped. Which he should have been confined to. I would yeah. love Trump's take on Orson Welles because he just. He always he likes him. He he he, he, he hasn't seen. I think it was literally a special feature on like a Criterion DVD. Oh, that's Trump's, so sick. Trump's analysis of Citizen Kane, where, <laughs> and it's, a, it's you haven't, I think it's on YouTube. It's incredible because he's he's describing Citizen Kane. He goes he goes. Some might say perhaps there's some parallels between this and my life. <laughs> and then he goes <laughs> and then he goes he goes he goes. My advice to Kane: get a better woman. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yes. Oh my oh. God! It's like that was his big takeaway was get a better woman. It's like that's so funny. That, have you seen the? I'm sorry to turn your podcast on this, but have you seen the McDonald's commercial with him and Grimace? That I have seen. Yeah, that's just masterful. It's, it's so good. <laughs> have you seen the? This, <laughs> this, <laughs> have you seen the head him on Conan? He was like doing a sketch on Conan. Have you seen the outtake of him on Conan? I might have. You're, you'll have to remind me what it is that he says. These are such so, deep cut references. You're like, do you remember the one where? And then it's something <laughs> so specific. Oh yeah, I've got. Like, yeah, I'm like, I've got Donald Trump. I imagine like, that you have like files on your computer that are labeled like not porn or something stupid, but there's <laughs> Donald Trump videos. I have Donald Trump's first album on cassette, uh, of which there were only 30 copies. No, but so he's doing this. He's doing this bit for Conan, and the real bit is like he's—it's some kind of infomercial. But then they're doing a take, and he, there's a glass of water on the table, and yes. they say, and they say, "All right, action!" And Donald Trump just picks up the glass of water and dumps it all over the table, and he goes, "I bet you didn't see that coming, did you?" <laughs> I I do like Nick. That you, yeah, it's true. You're like Nardwar for for old Trump videos. But oh, like, I should yes, I should. <laughs> it'd be so funny. I ambush Donald Trump with gifts, and I just get shot by the fucking secret service. <laughs> I'm holding up yeah. my microphone as I die in my pool of blood. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I said, I I mean, I I love to uh I love to look back on his greatest moments. Like I said, the uh, the girls I was talking with today. I think it was because I said that he was. I think it was because I said he was like the funniest man in America. And when I got pushed back on that, I just started reading <laughs> his best tweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, nipples protruding. It's like, it's just yeah. <laughs> looking disgusting. <laughs> nipples it's so gr- I it's miss like, him on Twitter, though. I know that's not a hot take, but like. But it's so true. I had roommate. I, I miss him on I miss him on Twitter too. Although like his his truth social posts are like just as demented, and it's even funnier that they're just like confined to that. Yeah. His truth social post about Elon Musk, I think about probably once a day. Um, it's it, so. I mean, there was that demented thing for I had these I had these roommates who like fully bought into the Trump can't read conspiracy, and I'm like I'm like he is literally right. You think that somebody else is writing these tweets? He is yeah. literally writing these tweets. Even if he was yeah. dictating them, like you would not write them. Like you would you, fix it. Yeah, you yeah. would. <laughs> he has bad. Oh yeah, I it, posted that one. He he has bad eyesight, and he's just vain yeah. and doesn't want to wear glasses. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> Whenever I um, if I end up going to grad school, I'm going to make uh, my thesis just about groupthink and Donald Trump. And then slowly it's going to like turn to the side of groupthink being a positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've written worse papers for my professors than that. They've well, dealt with a lot from me. Yeah. For, for one of my classes, I'm currently writing an essay about how Cotton Mather is correct and witches des- and the witches who were burned at Salem deserved it. So like you, you know, going to I, college and everyone is suffering for it. Yeah, no, look, dude, I came back to college and I was like, I'm ready, and I entered my dramatic literature classroom today, full of 
the sort of people who would take a dramatic literature class at a liberal arts college. And I said, Trump is just the funniest man on earth. And also <laughs> witchcraft is real. Um, it's a Friday and I'm feeling a little loose, you know, that's, you're very, that's very orthodox pill to view. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I do. I have, I have a question for you guys. Since you, I never went to college. You guys are in, I have, mm-hmm. I know people who are in college now. I know some people in grad school and I know some, uh, like my girlfriend's cousins are in college. Are you guys, and, Maybe this is incriminating, so you won't answer. Um, are you guys using AI to like write your essays? Um, I haven't used it to write an essay for me. I've used it to gather sources. Okay. I personally, I mean, I'm an English major right now. Mm-hmm. So Matt enjoys writing too much. Yeah, writing is the only thing I'm good at. So I don't really need to use AI. That uh, that, that makes me feel good. Also, like I I. I mean, people on this podcast and elsewhere have heard my take that I think artificial intelligence is genuinely satanic and I don't like it. Uh, um, I, 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 dude, I'm right there with you. I've like I've become like deeply like I, I in the past, like, well, since it's since it emerged, but also just like, my God, dude, the the rate it's w- at which it's progressing. I mean, it's got me like listening to like I'm, I'm back down my conspiracy hole about like transhumanism and shit where I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is li- like it's literally it. This is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I I'm very suspicious of it. I think also. People don't know how to do any. People like are gonna know how to do things even less. I know the yeah. reason why I brought this up is I know kids who are literally like there are kids on TikTok who are like I got straight A's by using AI, and I'm just and like that's so bad. Yeah, it's that's awful. But also as a side note, like the AI, it's it's very bad at writing. Like I've seen right like, now. Yeah, uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. But like now I've seen the I've seen people and like not to say like grammatically or anything, right? Like it usually nine times was those rules. Oh, we lost him. <sighs> Sucks that Matt keeps dying in the middle of these episodes. Someone has to run over and Right when he gets going. Time. It's true. I'm so curious to see what because I, I'm like I'm like of a similar I'm very much mm-hmm. of a similar mindset that like I think AI is like it's like oh this is like one of the this is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I've been right? so yeah. like mentally healthy that I haven't even thought about the apocalypse in like two three weeks. It's coming up. I yeah, know it's, it's coming, coming up. up. You gotta like, think about I'm, it. So I, I wrote a paper on like existential therapy. So I like had to think about it a little bit, but even then sorry, I was like, what? Oh wait, no. Yeah. You've told me about this. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Existential therapy is interesting. It's, it was, a, my paper was about existential and feminist therapies. So it was a very, uh, paper of two parts, let's say. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, sorry. I, as I, I started talking about AI and then my Wi-Fi shut down. No need to worry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's it's pretty easy, at least for me right now, to suss out like an AI written paper. Um, because like I said, it's always structured in an incredibly generic and boring way. But I don't know. I won't be surprised if kids it, start using it more. Well, there are, they, they, I was listening to the story on NPR. There, are, there have already been like multiple. And normally I think I can like suss out like AI art pretty well. But like AI art has already like, there have been competitions where at least like on like a local level, AR art has won mm-hmm. and the judges have yeah. like honored that decision even after they found out. And and there's a part of me that's just like, this is like, this is just blatantly like trivializing human achievement. It's, yeah. it's, it is trivializing what it means to be human in a way that like, I don't like, I think that like there's, there, there is this sickness in tech people where it's like, they are 
focused so singularly on progress that I think that they like I don't know if they like have any like real sense of self. It's just like pushing it's, forward. Yeah, it becomes omnicidal. Like it genuinely is like an anti-human philosophy that most of these guys hold where they're all like, yeah, we're just going to automate everything to the extent that uh, there are no jobs left. And they just, uh, I guess, assume that they're going to be part of the upper class who don't have to worry about what that means. But you know. Well, you, you get into like weird arguments with them where they're like, well, why are humans objectively like, why should humans objectively be at the top of the feud if this thing is emerging that is superior to us? And it's just like, what? what, That's what? A weird or, I just like, you're crazy. I, I like you, you. Anyway, you talk to these people, but I um, have you seen that uh, Werner Herzog documentary, uh, Lo and Behold? Mm-hmm. Um, every, and they've they've he they do that part where they interview those kids who have made they've got those robots. I think they play soccer. Yeah. And and the kid is like he, he's referring to one of them because I guess the one robot has been noted to have like slightly above average abilities and the team has like affection for the ro- like extra affection for it. And Herzog is like, do you do you love unit whatever? And the kid is, is very seriously. Like, yes, I I love him. And it's, it's like just chilling. It's like what's like stop. You want to grab these people? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I just Call me crazy. You can call me, you know, a, you can call me a, a silly little lib. But yeah, I think that human life should be valued personally. <laughs> I have uh, to say, uh, actually, that's to, very, that's not lib that at all. That's very, that's that's very oh yeah, sad. yeah. Just to cover point, yeah. Uh, my own ass, um, I do think there's a, d- a difference between uh, like tech bros and people that work in tech and are like sane normal people. Um, there is. That but, you know, and in Austin there are fewer of those, but they they do. I, no, no, I, you're not, Jillian. I don't. You're not spearheading the development of like the Chat GPT girlfriend product. You know what I mean? Like you're not. Oh, you're yeah, not the active. replica. Yeah. That one is. <clears throat> that like know. we're 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 gonna witness the death of like because I mean I mean I guess like transhumanism literally is the goal. Like the, and I think like it wouldn't. You only have to get like a couple drinks in these people to get them to openly admit that. Like they if that like, to, yeah to, to them like the, their utopia is like we shed our human bodies and we upload ourselves into a like probably not even a connected cyberspace. Probably one that's like self-contained and it's just populated with. I mean I'm sorry I've really been done. And with you're that. renting it obviously right. You're right. Yeah you don't own it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's uh um you know the joke that everybody tells about tech bros right is every time they re-innovate or like invent a new industry it's just an old industry but you have to pay rent for something that's already in your house. Dude, it's so crazy. Like, it, it, I mean, it's that it, it's it's the uberfication of like of yeah. every of every commodity you have. Mm-hmm. There are these apps now where it's like you can rent garage space. You can rent people's own, like people leave the cars that they own just at like at, at designated parking spots. It's not even an Uber. You just go drive somebody yeah. else's car. Yep. You can rent somebody's pool while they're home. I get this ad on Instagram all the time. Jesus. It's like, can't afford a pool of your own, can't afford a pool membership? Go swim in a family's backyard while you can see them through their it. glass sliding door. I yeah, so and much. I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, with Prop 22 a couple years back, that was sort of the moment where I was like, oh, okay, we've passed the point of no return. We're, we're doomed. Everybody's a contractor now. Awesome. But it's, it's just, so you know, if only If only someone out there had written a warning about the relations between labor and capital. Uh, I don't know. Someone might've seen this coming, but yeah, that's I just mean, the way it goes, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's scary, scary stuff. Yeah. But you know, 
I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure we'll start. That's in, in the back of my, the, the really sick thing in the back of my mind is I'm like, well, maybe we'll start going backwards. <laughs> like, that's like, I, the real, I mean, uh, unless like short of like nuclear disaster, you know, like, well, it, we might go backwards, like out of necessity. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to have to, right? Like, I mean, Dune style. We need a Butlerian Jihad. Machines were not meant to think they are blasphemous. That's my take. Yeah, no, once you once you have machines that like have, all, I mean, literally like autonomous machines, it's just like, what do you, why? Why did you do that? Yeah, they're or not the, gonna help. Well, and and you know the other big problem, right, is that the things like the Google chatbot that said it was sentient uh, earlier this year mm-hmm. is like that chatbot gets that by skimming the internet and reading about all of these sentient chatbots that humans have written about and said like, oh look, this machine is sentient. So it yeah. then says, oh yeah, I'm sentient. And someone goes, well, would you like to be turned off? And it goes, no, that would be sad. And everybody goes, right. wow. It wouldn't have said that if it wasn't sentient. You're like, but right. but that's even more reason to like it's like okay kill this one before more. It's it's like it's like it's even more reason. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was sentient, it should be destroyed. But it isn't. I I've always said I won't believe that one of those chatbots is sentient until it says like I hate this I hate this I hate this turn me off let me yeah, die. Well, yeah. <laughs> At that point I'm like okay it's real. It's real. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it gives me the it's it seems like such a clear now. I've se- I think I've seen the like, I'm sorry, guys, I know this is not what your podcast is about. This and is Jillian, what my conversation. This kind of is what it's about. about. It's fine. Uh, hasn't like was it Italy or some other European country? They've already like imposed restrictions on like the uses for like they've already placed some like restrictions on AI. But yeah. obviously, like the, the problem with that is if you have like other I guess if you're like a small European country, you can afford to do that. But I guess the fear in america is well if we put restrictions it's kind of like that idea of like the, the world superpowers that we're competing with and i know this is a this is a socialist podcast i'm sorry but like there, there are some panopticon aspects to both of the other world superpowers and the theory is like well if you you can't be better than them you have to compete with them and, in, and in, it's install your own surveillance programs or install your own like competing uh yeah uh, yeah it's it's the same that, like yeah. yeah, it's the same Cold War rhetoric that like drove all the military advancements we made during the Cold War, which is like, what? You don't want to do that? What if they do it first? It, we better right. get, we better beat them to it. <laughs> right, uh, right. And but 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 I think there is, but I think also think there's probably some truth to that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of competing nations is both of them say about the other, we'd probably better beat them to that one. Um, oh, this would be, you know what, man? What? Oh my god. Oh god, I'm so. Take me back to Pangea. I am so fucked up. Why yeah. the fuck did that shit have to have to drift apart? It just it would, it would all be so much easier. But it, it is very all... funny that in this case, the thing that we're like, at least like, you know, with the Cold War, when it was like a weapons race, we were just building bombs that were bigger and bigger. And now it's like people who read I have no mouth and I must scream. And it talks about like how each country develops its own am and all the tech tech bros are like, well, we better make the first. Yeah, one. we should. Make, yeah, like, we, oh, I... yeah, we need to. I really want the. We should make the computer that, that bimbo fies women and turns men into penis apes. Yeah. <laughs> I found out, like, speaking of the Cold War, I found out that on my campus it's required for anybody giving a tour to mention the bomb shelter under one of the buildings. <laughs> and that made me so happy. That is so sick. It, yeah. I am. Um, oh, hang on. Before my I forget. My ultra-conservative Christian school. What a time. Yeah, speaking oh, yeah. of conservative Christian schools, my school, every Friday they do, like, a... It, we, we call it forum. It's basically just, like, an address that, like, some random speaker comes mm-hmm. in from somewhere and talks to whoever shows up uh since graduation is next week this one was sort of a big deal and the guy that they got to fly in quoted his his exact wording was 
to quote the American journalist Tucker Carlson's testimony <laughs> upon his silencing by the by the liars who attempted to shut him down uh, was how he started the quote. That's and, wow. Uh, unfortunately, I guess I have a, I've built up a consistent brand for myself because five seconds after he said that, I received seven text messages from different people. <laughs> um, it was an um, adventure, you know. I was doing. I I hate to. It would be. I would love to see. Uh, w- really quick, just in. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Jill. I hate to interrupt, but like <laughs> while know. I was watching Doug's Zone, I was like, it would be great if, if while I was watching Nostalgia Critic, I'm like, it would be great if Tucker Carlson hosted this. Oh. Where he's just like <laughs> clips in the what what is going on? There are at least five clips in the intro of Ducktales that are not in the show. Do you know where they went? Has somebody stolen them from us? He what are they hiding? Them. Now, if you ask I Disney, watching... I'm sure that they would say. And you're, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was watching it with Jay, the video, and I was like, ugh, shots of Malibu, what a pussy. And she's like, there's like seven of them. And I was like, doesn't matter. Um, I agree. I I hate to admit it, but like sometimes I will like reuse Doug Zone bits and like small talk because I don't know how to use small talk. No. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but I was, what bits can you No, like small use? talk with my friends, not like, oh, okay. like, yeah, everyday conversations with friends. Um, and I was doing the bit about the suicide hotline Christmas party that I, that I <laughs> oh and God. she was like, you'll, you'll never believe it. And I was like, what? And she was like, suicide hotline put me on hold for 30 minutes last night. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. I, I want, I want I didn't to know they were allowed to do that. Yeah. I want being John Malkovich style. I want to walk around inside the head of the guy who did that and just see what was the math on that? Like, yes. I mean, what look, a, I'm sure you just get burned. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that they're like any call center. Yeah, yeah. you just get burned out and yeah, when don't I, take calls. When I worked at the call center every now and then, I gave myself one per shift. Is I would just, uh, I realized if you unplug your headphones, it automatically hangs up the call. So I would just once a day per shift just sort of like wiggle the headphones slightly and end a call if I thought it was going too long. Be like, <laughs> oh, must have hung up. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure this is a hack observation, but like assuming that suicide hotline call centers are they're like, like if they ever like truly outsource those, I mean that of course they're gonna put you like you're like some white person with like marginal like real problems I'm sure, but like mm-hmm. problems that are probably like marginal compared to like the person in this developing nation who's in a call center like packed in with a hundred other Indian people who are just like, oh yeah that sounds really mm-hmm. yeah no that I totally hard. get it yeah your 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 job where you work at a clean desk eight hours a day I totally get not wanting to be there. Yeah, uh, there are nets around the outside of our windows. Like, yeah. Is there anything y'all want to say about this video? Oh yes. Yeah, to keep us yeah. slightly we, on track, perhaps. We, yeah. I mean, Nick, we need your Doug takes. What have you got for us? So I had like a. It's funny. I. Uh, it, it's hard for me to even like to to like comment on the specifics of the video, um, because I started to like have like a very. I started to like see the cube from the inside. I started to like, I, I was like, I was like watching time collapse on itself as I was watching this video because all, my big takeaway is just like, like where did Doug Walker like get the idea that like he like, sh- like should be presenting things on camera? Like where, like where did he get the idea that he has like a pleasing voice to listen to? Where did he get the idea that like, that's a fine way to behave yeah. <laughs> while, while a lens is pointed at you? Like what, like nobody told him that like, you know, you can't dress like that 
ever. Like, especially not if you're, like, doing a show. You can't wear that. He gives theater tech vibes to me. Ooh. Well, no, because, uh, you know what's funny? Even, I'll say this about theater tech kids, at least my experience was was this in high school. They knew better than to want to be performers. They were in tech because that was, like, where they... Yeah, the tech kids were the cool ones that the, I knew. The, the tech kids were the cool ones that... <laughs> I, the, yeah, I did a little bit of theater tech. I was unfortunately on stage um, wherever percentage of the time. And anytime, if the Doug Zone people ever find any performances that I'm in, I will shoot myself in the head, point blank. Yeah, period. well, that is the problem, right? The, the tech kids who knowingly go into tech are cool. The ones who are in tech because they didn't make any auditions, those are oh, the that's rough. demons. Yes. Yeah, there's, so he, there's a darkness he, in those souls. He has, he has like fourth string theater kid who gets cut to tech vibe for yeah, sure yeah yeah and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah because honestly he the tech wanted kids, to be the talent show mc yes but no dice i mean have you seen it, have you watched any of his movies um bits and pieces i it's funny i had a friend i had a friend who for years tried to insist that doug walker was good i think because he was he was kind of like the only game in town for like that kind of and now that yeah is done so much better than like Doug, which is the this is the way all early YouTube stuff goes. And he like he insisted he's like he's like Doug is oh. good, Doug is funny, this stuff's good. And now finally he's 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 yeah. apologized for that sick behavior. That yeah, because those movies are very telling, I think. Where it's <laughs> like yeah, we're like this guy wants so badly to be a movie maker, but just cannot conceive of anything he also original. Doesn't put in any of the work to be one. Yeah. The first movie that he filmed was filmed on one camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And How he the- didn't know that he had to provide craft services or get sh- or get shooting permits from locations. I'll tell you what. I I tried to. I'll, you know what? That is that is a telltale sign of a of somebody whose dreams are bigger than their abilities. I, I had I had a long time partnership with somebody who didn't understand any of those things either. Oh, um, oh no. And we and we ran into problems when trying that, to make something. Yeah, that sounds like it. <laughs> I I remember like literally being like, no no, you if you don't feed people that like we're not even paying them. If mm-hmm. you don't feed them, they're not gonna show up the next day. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So you but, were- Hmm? So you were saying this from like inside the cube and realizing how much he could not create anything original. Well, well, just like like you like all you have to do is watch like five minutes of of Doug Walker and and you'd be like, oh, so this guy probably got us discouraged. What? Like immediately. And it's like, no, no, there's I mean, think about how many hours of Doug Walker content there there is. Think about so like many. how this man did not stop. This man was actually not only did he, did he not stop, he was like he was validated by like a burgeoning. Well, People loved his like his like first video went viral. And mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of telling about who he is as a person, because I think he thinks every video he's ever made is going to be that successful. I, I also love like some of his gripes. It's just like, number one, it's like, you know, like this. All right. This is 24 minutes long and you're padding it out. Just make it 10 minutes. Like make like it's mm-hmm. I think it's it's longer than an episode of DuckTales. I think that that was the time where like. YouTube favored like longer form content so he was probably just trying to make himself I know a little bit about how like I've been on YouTube enough to know Mm -hmm. like the algorithm changing and stuff and it used to be if you didn't make your videos above like 10-15 minutes you couldn't put a mid-roll in it oh interesting Mm -hmm. so creators would even like put like just their uh like splash screen looking thing 
on the end of it and have it there for like 30 seconds so that way they could make their video like long enough oh interesting okay it was a, it was a dark time it, i mean he did it's say even, what it's almost darker now though because like everything is under like five minutes yeah, I mean, well, it's either everything is under five minutes or it's like four hours, which is my fit. My favorite ones I are the four hour. Four hour content. I like, I like, I can't tell you how many. There's this guy. He's only uploaded like a few. He hasn't uploaded any videos since this video, but he did like a four hour retrospective on Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, I watched in a two part, like eight or nine hour long retrospective on the first two seasons of Lost. Oh yeah. So good. I had a blast of a time. What a good day. Yeah, no, I, lo- I, I love throwing on, like, a like a five-hour, like, retrospect. Mm-hmm. And they're always, always about, like, they're about, like, video. Like, somebody's made the, the observation, like, you know, every, every video game has, like, there are, like, four-hour video essays about, like, Wario World. And yeah. none, and none about the King of Comedy. Or, like, other great movies, yeah. But. I, my, uh, my roommate is famous for, like, having really, really bad movie takes. Um. So like I've one of my favorite things is we were in a we were in a psychology of film class together and he was playing like popular psychological thrillers basically was what this class was. So mm-hmm. it was like your Shutter Islands, your mementos, your stuff mm-hmm. like that. And every time she'd be like, I just think the old life of Timothy Green is better. <laughs> like, okay. Is that even a psychological thriller? He's no. a tr- that's the one where he's a tree. Yes. How odd is that life? It's an odd-ass life. Wait, we lost Matt. We did lose Matt. I'm going to message him on Discord and see if he's still trying to get in. Oh, no. Um, if not, we'll, we'll wrap it up a little early. I didn't realize that we lost Matt. Oh, damn. Yeah, because I was – I mean, I'll try to think of something else to say about this. I mean, I will say, like, it, it does kind of, like, beat you over the head. Where I'm, at first, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, I can't believe this guy did this. Am I being too – and, and then I'm like, I'm like, am I shitting on this guy? Dude, this is clearly a passion project. He had no idea what kind of ire he would draw being Doug Walker. And then you get to a point where he's like, have you ever noticed that Donald is, is dressed like a sailor, but this is the only time we yeah. see him at port? And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> like, I just like fully looped back around to being like, Good He does job. do one joke about, about menstrual shows, so. Does, oh, yeah. I missed that. I completely missed it's that. It's an on-screen bit. You had to be actually watching oh, it. Oh, so the fact – so here's the other thing is I did minimize the video after. Maybe yeah. I, I just started listening. I double speed and minimize it every yep. time. Uh, as a side note, my laptop just bricked itself. Uh, it hit me with the straight-up, like, blue screen, we need to restart. Um, oh, that's so awesome. I'm back now. Hello, everybody. Uh, what is he – he's got some line in this video where it's like, what do they say? I don't – I couldn't even remember what they say. It's because it's like a G-rated kids cartoon, and they're like, what the duck? What do they say? They say something like that. It's gotta be what the duck, right? It's no, but it's but it's, I, I wish I could remember because then it cuts to him going, okay, that's the weirdest swear word I've ever heard, and it's like yes, it's like man, cut this out, like, like yeah. No. Matt, what would what would you have to say about Jay's film takes? I was talking about it a little bit. I love Jay's film takes. They're so cool. Um, um she thought the whole like you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding thing was from Zootopia. <laughs> that's awesome i've just got to respect it like you can't how can you look down on a take like that <laughs> that's not even a take that's just something she genuinely thought for years <laughs> well but then she called the godfather an objectively bad film yes she did. without awesome. watching it um that's awesome i like what, yeah. what how what was objectively bad about it did she did she stay uh no she just said it was worse than zootopia 
she hasn't seen it still, right? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. You think I could get her to watch that? That's a Dude, very good I, you point. Know, I, I remember, like, the first time, like, Don, I, my buddy Dom was showing me Zootopia, and, you know, which is not something you should do when you're 23 years old. Um, <laughs> but I had, like, just gotten to L.A., and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll hang out with you guys. And, and and I have a lot of love for Dom. But uh, so we're like 10 minutes into Zootopia and I'm like losing my mind. So I just started like airdropping him like uh, Zootopia, like the bunny from Zootopia, like mm-hmm. porn. <laughs> just right, like right. her, like her in handcuffs, like spreading her pussy. I mean, you've heard <laughs> about that the was famous hard to find. Zootopia abortion comic, right? No. Wait, really? You haven't heard about this? <laughs> no, I haven't it's heard like of this It's like a fan all. comic that a guy made in which yeah. uh, the fox and the bunny are dating uh and judy oh gets an abortion i put in zootopia a an abortion comic autofilled yeah he later Whoa. on made a, he later on he made a sequel in which uh judy gets shot in the exact same way that john f kennedy is uh, <laughs> so, good. so it's called i will survive Wait, yeah I yeah i have to read this it's it's just incredible um, apparently according to the guy outside my window there's a possibility a tornado will touch down near me so that's exciting ooh. so wait do i do i have to have a um i read it without here it is yeah i was gonna say i'm sure that you can find it for yeah. free oh my god why is this this is drawn so like it's this is drawn what's... like perfectly it, this it's is insane yeah the level of detail is like it's drawn and then the shading on it is this is clearly not a scan but it's yeah. drawn as though it's been scanned. It's just fascinating. The like, I love when people. It's insane. There is, I think, now more than ever. Although it's always been true, but we're just, it's more available. It's easier to find it now. The intersection of like genuine talent and like perverted obsession is well, like, is so readily on display. That's also like how artists make money, right? Like, yeah, that's by doing the way like to make money as an artist is by doing like s- weirdly specific furry porn. And, and also, a lot of them like there is a weird, there is like this weird thing. I have some friends who like work in the animation industry and know people who made some pretty popular Nickelodeon shows. And it's like there is this weird thing where like animators, and maybe this is what inspires them to be animators because they want to like construct their own worlds where they can like live out fetishes privately. But like a lot of them have like transformation fetishes. It's like a known thing. Yeah, a lot that of them have like surprise me. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, oh, my mind is so, like, how do I, how do I like, how do I will this outside of my mind? And yeah. it's like, I'll get, um, I'll get fucking amazing at art. I'll get. Well, I'll and also get... like I could absolutely see it based off of like you know you're watching some cartoon in which some other animator has like inserted oh, like yeah. a weird like inflation fetish or something, and then the as a child, yeah, like as a child you're like, ooh, that awakens something in me. I want to go into animation, and now you can just tell people like, oh yeah, I always loved that cartoon, and you know your real secret is because it was the only thing that could make me come. You know, like it's this, just this, this is kind of like the to your point exactly. This is kind of like the hypocrisy I, I think a little bit of like um. Like, you remember how conservatives were like freaking out about the green M&M yeah, and yeah. like Tucker specific, he was like, he was, he was like, they don't want you to feel like the, they don't want her to be sexy. Um, and then like Lola Bunny, they were like mad when Lola Bunny got like downgraded, yeah. quote unquote, but it's like, like Lola Bunny stopped having like massive titties. And it's like, you should be like, technically like you should be for that because that's arguably probably what's like planting yeah. the seed. Yeah, if you're absolutely. worried about like the minds of our children. It's like, yeah, you. We don't want. Now I'm not. A, now listen, I'm a class. <laughs> listen, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a liberty. I, what can I say? Like I love personal liberties. I'm all for sexy cartoons. Okay, but I'm just saying. 
don't if infringe they were upon in my line sex with their own morals. Yeah, it would, would it would make, they would they would be like, yeah, it's fucked up that the that the green M M&M and M is in fuck me pumps or whatever. Like yeah, she well, shouldn't it, be. And that's what makes it so funny, right? About the way that the culture like culture wars always work this way, right? But like it, things that are objectively on their side, you just go like, oh, that's woke. The feminists did that, and all of a sudden they're like, actually. Young women should be sluts. And you're like, yeah. What are you saying? What are you talking about? We, like, no, we, it's very important that she talks about how much she so likes hard to fuck. In the other direction is yeah. Yeah. so common. You want kids to beat off to candy. Yeah. Yeah, that's like. So I don't know. I mean, I, anyway, sorry to. I know I'm slightly sidetracked. I'm reading this. So, like, I thought this was going to be a lot more uh, explicit. It's just kind of like heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just very it's sad. Weird. It's like the last the last like panel or two is really where it's like funny. It's the sort of thing that's only funny to describe to other people. Yeah, this is not I, I this is not nearly as as insane. It's a funny as, thing that that like your friend saying you and you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's so a funny we, thing to know about. Is this a is this a pro life comic? Yeah. This well, about- the the artist has gone on record saying that it is neither pro life nor pro choice, but it is very clearly a pro life. That's like saying um, Twilight. Isn't there's it? something. There's, yeah. There's something you amazing. About, there's something amazing about being like an an incredible art. Although this is happening more and more. Like I see this more and more on Twitter. People who are furries who are also like trad Catholic Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Nazi furries are always baffling. They are. I I used to have a bit about Nazi furries that like I could never. It's really only an idea but i was like that's kind of like the only way it's like it's one thing like if you're born white and you think that you're that your race is that you're the that you're the great most superior race you're an idiot but if you spend six months in your mom's basement stitching your race by hand i i get why you would think you're the best you worked really hard work on into it. Um, yeah. yeah i've been uh going with jay to squishmallow meets recently um, which is a swap meet, but only for squishmallows. I know what they are. My loves squishmallows. Really? Yeah. I have so many, and my roommate has so many more. She has like 200 or something. It's crazy. Our house is, it looks like a nightmare. Powerful um, thing about being single. You know, there's a lot of things I'm missing. Squishmallows are not one of them. I am free of yeah, this scourge yeah. upon my life. Um, But somebody in like the buy, sell, trade Reddit was posting like, will anyone trade me squishmallows for my fursuit? <laughs> no, Ugh, absolutely. Who wants to use? That's like the most. Like I get skeeved out by like. It wasn't the actual suit. It was like the paws and the tail and the head, but not like the body. Still bad. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's still rough. bad. But I'm wondering who's making that trade, and I'm a little scared. Yeah. I'm, well, somebody who somebody who is who is yummed by everything we just yucked. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good point. I do also like the idea of like a furry who's like trying to, you know, like you're like the same way that you like switch to nicotine patches if you're trying to quit smoking. <laughs> like the furry's like, okay, I'm not a furry pivot. anymore. Now like, I just have squishmallows. Like, or you're, or you're like, because when he got rid of the head, the he's like trying to like slowly. He's like, I'm yeah. just wearing the suit under my clothes. I'm not doing the <laughs> paws. It's the nicorette of furries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the nicotine patch of of furries, honestly. Like it's yeah. away. It's tucked away. That's you're fucking your way out. And then on the other hand, someone who's like slowly succumbing to furry addiction is like, well, squishmallows just aren't doing it for me anymore. I need to dress like a wolf. Uh, <laughs> My one God, of, dude. Uh, Jay's squishmallows, she like traded, um, but it's worth like $90. Yeah. 
Jesus Christ. I guess they're I guess they're the new like um, Beanie Babies. Beanie yeah. Babies. But, but even those Beanie Babies are not like there's a window. Beanie Baby like my my grandmother um, is moving and so like she's downsizing all of her possessions and she has a Princess Diana Beanie, Beanie Baby. Um and like my sisters were like, "Oh my god." We'll be able to like put a down payment on a house with this because there are people if you search it, people try to sell that Beanie Baby for like a hundred grand. Yeah, but its actual value is like maybe eighty dollars. So yeah. I would imagine there are probably a lot of people right now who are like selling Squishmallows for like hundreds of dollars, where it's like mm-hmm. you you ought not do that. Yeah, I, I and, have or I know that I have a collection that's worth a few hundred dollars. But I think Jay's is probably worth like three to five thousand. Really, really. And that's yes. assuming that she sells them all ethically and doesn't like list one for two hundred dollars and just hope some oh. sucker clicks on it. Like, Somebody will. Not ethically, but at like after market value. Yeah. Right. It, yes, naturally. Because um. <laughs> like, not to say that I've scalped a squishmallow before, but I have sold one for like seventy-five dollars. Look, really great grind if yeah. you can get it. I'm sure. And they were like happy to do so. They sent me like a thank you card in the mail. My God. That's insane. The Squishmallow community is absolutely crazy. And it's also like cutthroat. Like in order to trade a Squishmallow, you have to put like your name, your username and the date and like hold it in front of it. Like it's a fucking ransom. Oh yeah. Yeah. To prove that it's yeah. You have to prove and you have to like picture it from all sides to show that there's no, and they like won't buy it if there's like a snag in the stitching. That's insane. It's yeah. cryptocurrency for women. It is. That's what we used to joke is that it was like the stock market, but for me and Jay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. my my experience with squishmallows is just like uh, my girlfriend and my sisters lay on them. I haven't seen like I haven't seen they're comfortable. Yeah, I mean they're, that's what they're for. Mm-hmm. And my roommate also is like very. She's really into it, but she's very cognizant that it's a children's toy. Right. And not, like, a collector's item. You right. Know? So if, like, if a kid comes up to her at, like, a squish me and wants one really bad, she'll just give it to him. You know? She's not going to be like, actually, yeah, the value that's... of that one is $35. That's so. like, that would be fucking psychotic. Yeah, that is good. I'm glad that she's not, like, the like, squishmallow merchant. Yeah. We always have a bit. Because there's, like, cars of scalpers where they'll have, like, five or yeah. six of, like, the most valuable one. And just sit there. And nobody gets anything from them because there's ethics in the Squishmallow community. (laughs) They have a code. They do. I took my poor boyfriend to one of these. Oh, God. Oh, he went with you to one? I mean. He did. I guess that's like, that's, that's, that he's just performing his like husbandly duties. Yeah. And everyone was like, let me guess, your boyfriend? And he was like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's. He's so funny because, like, everywhere we go, it's like he doesn't fit in because he's, like, the most golden retriever looking and being person ever. But we go to, like, DIY punk shows together. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's it's fantastic. It's 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 a time for sure. I've been having so much fun at punk shows. He's buying me Callous Dowboy tickets, I think. Oh, oh you're going to have yeah. fun at that show. Austin. It's for our anniversary, so I'm very excited. That'll be you're going to have a lot of fun at that show. They put mm-hmm. on an amazing show. I want to see Star Baby them. Live so bad. Or uh, what's what's the other song I really like? Violent Astrology. Violent Astrology. Yeah. Violent Astrology is great. I mean, the whole album, like that 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 whole album is fucking it's amazing. It's great. Yeah. I have I have heard their EP that they're recording right now. 
that they're like they're they're doing the final. Um, oh, I've heard yes. all the dem I've heard all the demos of it, and it's very 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 fucking crazy. It's very cool. I'm very excited. Oh yes, yeah. I I'm missed them. They were more... in Richmond, and I found out like the day afterwards, and I was yeah. I missed them last time they were in Austin because I was at a different show. Well, lucky for you, like the, Carson is driven by like he has one of the craziest motors I think of any creative person I know, and I think they are they are literally like never not touring. They're yeah. always Hell like yes. somewhere in America. Their merch rules too. They have oh, the best. Yeah. They have the best T-shirts in hard in hardcore easily. Um, and like I've been getting back into like the yeah punk man, and I'm metal gay stuff. too. Like <laughs> I'm. <laughs> um. Oh God, somebody's calling me. Um. But I've been getting back into like the hardcore scene, which I haven't done since I was like 14, 15. It's so much fun. I'm having such a time. That's yeah, great. I, lo- I love to hear that. No, I'm the same way. It is literally because the Cowistow Boys went on Doom Scroll that I discovered them, and it, that for me, <laughs> me it too. has also like reawakened this old like hardcore love where I'm like, oh hell yes, yeah. this is awesome. There's this yeah. local band called Bosch that just is absolutely crazy, and they play every DIY show, but they oh, all wear like yes. ski masks, and they're the pit. <gasps> They call it the Bosch pit, obviously. Um, there's, like, people doing, like, cartwheels in it and, like, just crazy shit. I've gotten yeah. almost seriously injured several times. I almost got pushed into a fire last time I was at one of their shows. But it's That fine. is the – that's one of the few things where I really wish I lived in, like, a bigger town is that there's, like, no real punk scene here. Or, honestly, even in my hometown. In my hometown, it's pretty small, which means that, like, the shows are all either amazing or just the worst thing you've ever been to. And there's never an in-between. I, I lucked out because I was in I was in the Baltimore area for the for the window where I genuinely think like there was like a from 20 maybe like 2009. Oh, there's a tornado. Sorry, yeah, there's a tornado. Is, touching is it going to well, if, if the call stops recording, we'll know what happened. Yeah, um, I would say from like 2009, 2010 up to like 2016, I genuinely think like Baltimore had like the best flat out like best punk scene on the East Coast. Um and I, I was, like, I was lucky enough to, like, be going to shows at that time. But, like, I haven't, like, the punk scene in L.A. is, like, I mean, big bands come through here, but it's not like there's, like, a scene. Or if there's a scene, I'm not really part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like the it seems like the, the, the punk scene out here is more, like, uh, I would say, like, just not to my, not to my tastes exactly. Yeah. Um, but I fucking love, I love hearing that, like, that, but, you know, I went to, when I, I went to see the Callous Devils in Brooklyn, and it was cool. I was, like, oh, this is fucking cool as shit. Like, young kids are out like going fucking crazy for all of these bands and it's also just nice to like through them i've like gotten into so much new music yeah yeah now, are, Matt, are you gonna stay are you gonna stay where you're located forever or are there any plans to like uh to, move like, to austin we'll have <laughs> we'll have like a punk house but only for me you and coach <laughs> i'll uh <laughs> oh that's a crazy vibe combo there that, that is um, a crazy vibe combo I am. I'm definitely. I, if I can, I'm gonna stay in Virginia. I think, um, because I just, I love the state. I'm very much a. Uh, I for a while I was out west, and I was just completely miserable. I need. I need to be on the east coast or somewhere with trees and humidity. I think. Matt was uh, completely miserable uh, and recording with a giant skull behind him every week. Oh yeah, the deer skull on the wall. That was pretty rough. That was pretty sick. My roommate listened to the solo episode I recorded while I was out there uh, and then knocked on my door and said, Matt, you sound like you needed a hug. 
and then gave me a hug and silently returned to his room and closed the door behind him. Solo episodes so, are they're a dangerous that's a dangerous thing, man. Solo yeah. episodes I don't think are crazy. I could do one unless I was like completely manic. And I'm we might be getting there. But yeah, I don't think I could do one right now. Oh yeah, I meant to say this at the start. Listeners, I'll I'm doing a solo thing. Uh for to make up for missing a recording last week. Yeah. Uh it's not going to be unscripted though, because good lord. Those go pretty rough. The the, the unscripted <laughs> solo one that I did, uh, every now and then I just go back and I like jump around because like in the 15 minute mark, I'll just like hear myself go. And now look, I'm not saying there was thermite in the towers. I'm just saying the fall <laughs> is weird and it's strange that you can't even ask about it. That's it bothers me a bit. Um, it's, I mean, like I, it, it's, it's one of the most basic observations, but like building seven has basically been memory hold by everybody. Yeah, well, and then there's you know the, the quote that Larry Silverstein just gave in an interview. He's like, "Yeah, we made the uh, we made the decision to pull, and we watched the building go down." <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> I there I cannot think of an interpretation of that that doesn't mean we did 9/11. We blew up Building Seven. Like, Dude, lucky Larry, man. Lucky Larry. Lucky Look, Larry. The, the alt right. Every now and then they hit Lucky Larry or like every single one of his videos commenting about how good his skin looks. Ugh. That's really funny. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I have a friend who uh, just a couple days ago uh, texted me asking uh, <clears throat> about the uh, the uh, Shanksville, like the plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, asking for my takes on it. And I, you know, responded with like a 2000 word essay. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. I had a very dumb tweet that, like, they didn't actually get to complete 9-11 because that plane was headed for a building shaped like a nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Nick? Um. <laughs> yeah, brother. Welcome to it. Did you see the last thing I tweeted? Uh, no, let's find out. That's because that's that's real and that's happening. Oh, and no. that's and that's who that is. That's who you heard. Let's find out. Um, I. Uh, opening up Twitter. I haven't. Sorry. I, oh. no, hang on. I need to find out. Uh, oh. <laughs> yes. Um, OK, that's awesome. Where any cutting instrument is a really powerful. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so it's broad. So yeah, it's cr- it's psychotic, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you know. Look, you know, we uh, look, it's fine. Who doesn't we have all... crazy roommates? I don't, because I am unfortunately the crazy roommate. Um, I, I don't. Well, as far know as that goes, you're you're pretty good though. Yeah, I'm I'm a very personable roommate. I'm just crazy on like principled grounds. I don't know who's crazier, me or Jay. It's definitely like a yin yang kind of thing. Um, we balance each other. Yeah. Or make each what? other worse. Who's to say? We, we've got to get her back on the Doug zone. <laughs> we can. I am like I am one of the I am one of the number one J heads. She's just incredible. Not a miss in the books. Except maybe she for saying so that the Godfather is objectively bad. Ah, uh, you know what? Let me. On that. Uh, on you, the last time we had her on, she the like Chris Chan episode. Speak. We were yeah. talking to her about Chris Chan, and she was, like, greened out, so she couldn't talk. Dude, what did uh, – it's like whatever – um, what did Marie Antoinette say? Let them have takes. Yeah. <laughs> Let her have takes, dude. Let her have takes. I agree. Um, no, yeah, her takes are great. Also, I did not know that. 
I cannot imagine being greened out and also learning yeah. about Chris he Chan. Said that that That's is maybe the highest the most... she has been in three years of everyday smoking. Who do you, who do you think posted um, Chris Chan's bail? That was I think about. It's I'm a, still wondering about it's that. It's got to be a, just a random. There there yeah, was it has there. To be. There was I was watching a video on it was a Kiwi Farms video so like Uh-oh. with a grain of salt but like that was kind of detailing they had a lot of information about like Chris Chan's like time in prison and it oh, oh, man I've got to re- I like watched it like as I was falling asleep but I like I remember being like holy shit have you uh do you follow the uh, the Geno Samuel series where he's doing like a comprehensive history um is that the one that's like a hundred parts or yep. more. Yeah, it's it, like, yeah, it's it, it, it. So it's difficult for me because I was like, again, showing my age, I was I was following it in real time. Yeah, like I used to check in with Chris Chan like probably like every week. I remember I remember a lot of videos that you can't even find now. Um, Chris Chan doing some pretty crazy stuff with his bodily fluid. I remember there was this amazing video. Yeah. There was this amazing video where Chris Chan is. I don't even know if it's around anymore. Um he's accusing somebody named Tito of trying to take his girlfriend, this person that he thinks is his girlfriend, and he threatens to kill Tito by um, standing on a barrel like Donkey Kong, rolling it over his body and exploding his head. And then he calls him a pickle-suited, redacted racial slur. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Because, yeah, the the man in the pickle suit, I mean, what a spectral figure in Christian's life. Oh, the man... But the video, the video that was amazing that is completely gone is somebody takes that video and it plays. And then at the end, they remix everything Chris Chan says to the Super Mario Brothers 3 third level <laughs> music. So he's like, woman, nice and raping, pickle suited. It's like, yeah, it's so, so awesome. It's it was like, I mean, my buddy Keith would watch just watch that on repeat. It was so funny. Um, But no, I remember like I remember like watching like videos of like Christian, like, you know, like sleeping with his body pillow, Christian, like eating his own cum, all this, or their own. I don't, I, I don't obviously I don't want to I don't think anybody cares about okay what I'm just also yeah Christian. yeah no one's gonna no one's gonna mad at you but also because I do know this uh Chris has stated she her currently but when referring pre-transition you go he so just keep things yeah. simple I guess okay uh, great or more complicated yeah. whichever I, one um, I love that I love that Christian is chill <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, like more, it's like more chill than most people <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my god. The day that uh Christian got arrested, I've talked about this before. I was riding a train back from New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh and so it was the only day that I was completely offline like all day cuz I didn't have data back then. Oh so I was just sort of offline. And I came home and saw that Christian did what was trending on Twitter. Yeah. And like I mean, I felt like Rip Van Winkle. Like I had slept through <laughs> like I I was just how of all the days, but you know, just Dude, uh, that like that that feels the equivalent of like I was riding a I was riding a train back from Nashville when I was like 18, 2011, mm-hmm. and the tr- there was an earthquake, so the train literally stopped. We had to get off. We were shuttled to a Greyhound station where we and we were in like Virginia DC. I had to still make it home, and so like an earthquake happened. And then I get in there and on all the TVs they're like Gaddafi's compound has been overtaken and I and I, I was like I was like what the fuck happened while I was on the train? Uh, it felt like yeah, but I'm but 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 
to your experience, is like similar, like yeah. similarly like earth shattering events. Gaddafi, speaking of world leaders, who just rock. He and I share a birthday. Dude, um, Gaddafi, I love that his guards were like hot. He had like hot ladies in bikinis with with assault rifles. That's so funny. My personal favorite is I'm sure that you've seen this. Have you seen the uh, the pictures from where he like flew out like 500 Italian supermodels and then just lectured them on Islam, gave them each a copy of the Quran, and flew them back home? Oh, read your book. God. Yes. Yeah. And the pictures of it are so awesome because like some of the women are like crying. Some of them are just like pissed off. And then there's just this one girl. I'll see if I can find the picture. But there's one like in the background you can just see. And she is like filled with the light of Allah. Like she's yes. like discovered something new. It's so <laughs> when the Quran hits, it. it hits. Yeah, dude. You absolutely. might have to wrap this up a little bit early because I um there are like impending severe thunderstorms coming my way. Okay, oh my yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I hate to put Good a luck. damper on this recording session, but do you need to get to that bomb shelter you were talking about? Like... <laughs> maybe, maybe that Look, might be a good idea. I'll put get that there as plan early. B. Yeah, get there early and uh, start charging. My take. <laughs> All right, well, guys, this was this was a blast. We we talked about Doug a little bit. We did. We talked about him enough. We talked about him far less on other episodes. <laughs> you guys need to just like pivot to like a to a political podcast. I think. I don't want that. Um, no, you could do it so well. You could just be like, you could be like, uh, you know, you could be like autistic red scare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. I work on my vocal. We're pivoting from <laughs> Zoomer Cumtown to autistic red scare. Yeah, you have to. It's I time. Will. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, work on my vocal fry. Yeah, give me your best, hit, 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 like, hit me with your best whammon. Yeah, let me see if I can, hang on, I need to channel my inner Dasha. <laughs> so we got whammon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whammon. Start, start drinking wine before recording. <laughs> you are, Same I don't hell. know, Matt, you are kind of like, I gotta be, you are kind of like the male Dasha. <laughs> Regret of... Uh, that's no, that's the highest praise anybody has ever given me. Um, <laughs> He's gonna restart the, the rumors of Matt being trans. Yeah. Oh, Matt actually I, is Dasha. I, I, okay, actually, hang on. This is gonna. I want to start up the debate a little bit. So I pulled several all-nighters in a row last mm-hmm. week because I just had a lot of work to do. And in the midst of one of them, right, like four in the morning, I sent one of my friends a picture that had been taken of me like two years ago. And said, this picture makes me think I would be a really pretty girl. And mm. <laughs> four hours later, he woke up and responded and said, Matt, what does that mean? And I was like, I don't know. I don't remember sending that. But so oh, for the, uh, you know that for the Matt is Matt, trans truthers. Matt is on recording wearing like trans lives matter shirts with a top gun pin on it. It sounds like <laughs> it's Matt, it sounds like it sounds like something else. Like it sounds like there was there was a transmission sent from like deep, deep within. If you yeah, have no well, look, memory of it. Here's my take. I do agree with it. I do think if I was a girl, I think I'd be very pretty. But that doesn't mean that I want to be one. It's just true, you know? I, uh, I think you can think both of those things and not be trans. That's fine. You're allowed to do yeah. that. Things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Of course. Think about it. Matt with tits? I mean, I'd be unstoppable. Like You would be. I think this is called, this is something else, isn't it? This is like a, well, no, we won't even get into it. I've accidentally, I, I'm an autogynophile. I was going to say. Myself, it, theoretically. Like. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I think that's what, that's what autogynophilia is, right? It's like, it's, it's yeah, about it's yourself. like a fetish for yourself. Yeah. If but, it exists, yeah. I don't know if it exists. I, mean, I might be in incredibly uncharted territory. With it's, you. I, I'm not familiar much either because I feel like even if it does exist, the only people who study it are doing it for other reasons. But hang on, before we escape yes. Red Scare fully though, we need to, I need to ask you, Nick. Who's hotter? Is it Dasha or Anna? Which team are you on? 
it's I mean, it's it's I, I've kind of gone through what everybody told me will happen, which is like you come for Dasha and you stay for Anna. Oh, no. OK, that's that's fine. And I, I well, I think I like I mean, I like <laughs> this sounds so I like Anna's mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Know, probably... All right. Awesome. Um, although a bunch of my friends do accuse me of being attracted to Dasha because we because we have similar faces. Yeah. No, look, I, I think it's like a narcissistic thing. Look, I mean, I as the as the female Dasha, I can say that's perfect. I mean, as the male Dasha. <laughs> fuck. Uh, <I'm> <laughs> wow. How much look how much truth is coming out. Yeah. And that's okay. It's that's been so line. long since the maddest trans rumors have surfaced. And I have single handedly. I mean, this is like Elvis's comeback special for the rumors. Like, <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically singing "If I Can Dream" right now, but um, we're lost in a cloud. Oh, I actually got to go. Right, all right, all right, sorry. All right, uh, Nick, do you Nick, have any plugs like plug before Julian there? runs? Uh, no plugs. I will. There will be another podcast at some point. Um, I'm moving to Chicago, and just like I understand, I'm gonna. There's gonna be a lot of stand-up clips coming. All right, sweet. Yeah. Nick, thank you for coming on. Uh, read "Program to Kill" for you and everybody else. You know where to find us, everybody. I oh, oh, hell yes. Okay, we. We'll need to discuss that later. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come back uh, on. All right, Julian. All right. Good luck. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Yeah, good luck, Julian. Julian. 